you know what the most frightening thing in the world is? It's fear. Ooh, I'm I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Be afraid. Be very afraid. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Welcome back to Versus Horror. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm the scariest, spoopiest guy around. But I'm not to be outdone by my other co-hosts who are also joining me tonight. Brandon. Um, well, that's a no, that's a te- that's a technical <laughs> error there. Oh, oh man, that's how scary that is in here. Some yeah. of the ghosts must have muted Brandon. Uh, Brandon, give us your big introduction again. Brandon. <laughs> okay, that's what you missed. See, that's uh, missing those cool ones. And also, Fred to the D to the Y. Freddy. <laughs> back in the house, back in studio. What is up, boys? Not much. Not much. Uh, have you been sufficiently scared as of the last time we recorded? Yeah. We should say it's October, and uh, with October is uh, Halloween uh, festivities, Halloween <laughs> um, spooks, if you will. Brandon, because of the month of October, tell us what you've been doing. Every how well last year I didn't do it as much. This year I dove back into it, but usually I will watch thirty-one movies for the month of Halloween, and it thirty-one horror movies. Horror movies, yeah. There you go. There, there's a few thrillers and maybe some sci-fi sci-fi stuff. I think I watched Force Awakens last month or last year. Um, but this year has been good. I decided I would jump right back into it and. I'm at day, what are we, eight today? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been fairly easy so far, just making it routine. There's been a couple times where I'm like, it's almost midnight and I'm tired, so I better watch a movie. But other than that, it's it's going good so far. Um, so from this first week, what do you remember? I mean, you don't have to go through every movie, I guess, but what was like probably one of the better movies you watched? <clears throat> Well, the the first night I watched The Conjuring, which was a first time watch for me. Oh, you never seen it? No, that's surprising. Yeah, the movie's fucking amazing. I was blown away by it. Actually, I expected creepy, but not that creepy. And I like James Wan. Yeah, so I, I did. I'll just go through all of them. It's only eight days. So I did The Conjuring, and then I did Hatchet One. Hatchet 2, Hatchet 3. Then we went and watched Victor Crowley at the Draft House. Spoilers. Spoilers. For later in the episode. <laughs> no spoilers. Shit. <laughs> and then I, I watched um, Jeepers Creepers today. And then I've watched 28 Days Later. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. No. I've seen parts. I haven't actually seen the whole thing. That's the one with the Rage Virus. Yeah. That's probably one of the greatest zombie type movies ever made, I think. You agree, Freddy? Um, <coughs> that's tough. I wrote a paper in college. Well, we had to write a paper whether the zombies in 28 Days Later were considered zombies. So <laughs> I decided no, because you have to die. You also watch... When Adam they bite Sh- you? Yeah, you have to rise from the... Well, yeah, that's an exception, you know, but 
28 days later is more like a rage it's virus. It's like a virus, right? Right. It's like they're sick almost. They get yeah. it from monkeys. I'm going through your Instagram. You also watched Adam's Family. Yeah, and I that brings Adam's up to and... everything you've watched. Yeah. Did so, you count Beetlejuice? Cannibal Holocaust? Does that count? No, I, I didn't watch Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. I, I saw just the devil? posted. I just posted. No, no. Those are all before Halloween. Don't yell at me. I'm sorry. Dude. You get they, a they, little pee on your lip. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just Conjuring, Hatchet 1 through 4, 28 Days Later, Adam's Family, and Jeepers Creepers. Uh, which one of those wins the week? Oh, fuck. Um, it's a toss-up between The Conjuring and Jeepers, or not Jeepers, um, 28 Days Later. Interesting. Mm. Which obviously the Hatchet franchise I love, but since we're Freddy's in the room, I got to talk more well thought out produced <laughs> movies because then he'll judge me if I said Hatchet one. But uh, well, speaking of Hatchet, Brandon, <coughs> excuse me, uh, frog in the throat. Speaking of Hatchet, uh, Freddy, what do we do this week as a collective group? Our first group outing. Well, no, I guess we not it. It. Yeah, I guess it. 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 Well, but it was just the three of us this time. There you go. There you yeah. go. Ah. The first. Uh, we went to go see the fourth Hatchet movie called Victor Crowley. And guess who was there? Mr. Adam Green himself. Yep. So Brandon got to actually meet him. He shelled out the 60 bucks to do it. Not only a meet and greet, but he actually got to... You talked to him for like a good 10 minutes. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was more than 15, but it was definitely 10, 12 minutes for... Which it's one of those things where I almost thought i should cut it cut it off like all right man i know you got a line of people waiting to talk to you but he kept talking right just about his podcast what he does as far as like the movie other movies that he's into i wouldn't say we had a lengthy conversation but for a meet and greet you know where there's other people usually those are quick sign handshake photo right move on what's his podcast called you know the movie crypt movie the movie crypt yep look that up yeah it's i i actually been Jumping back. I, I usually listen to it before, but I've been on like a, a buy from podcast since we started doing this because I've been focusing, trying to make this awesome. But yeah, his, his pod, he has really a, a lot of really good guests. Um, told you Adam Wingard, Ty West, Danielle Harris, Sid Haig. No, I don't think he has Sid Haig on there. Um, Kane Hodder, a bunch of different directors and stuff. And actually, his co host is. Um, Joe Lynch, you know, have you heard of him? He directed like Wrong Turn 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, May, there's a movie he just did called Mayhem that's coming oh, out. Okay. <coughs> but yeah, that whole experience was awesome. Um, I said, I, I love the Fratchet. Fratchet. <laughs> Fratchet. The Hatchet franchise. <laughs> um, I said, I, I watched the first one, I think, a few months after it had come out. And literally on the title, you know, it says, you know, old school American horror. And I just like, fuck, I got to watch this. Sounds badass. And, you know, that's kind of what he's trying to recreate is almost a Friday the 13th feel with all those movies of taking horror back to its roots with what he's doing and trying to make, you know, Victor Crowley almost uh, an icon in the horror genre. He's, he's still not as big as like Michael and Jason and all those guys, but I think he's definitely sealed his fate as far as, you yeah, know. I think, he, I think he's... I think these mo- movies are well known in the horror community. Right. You know. Where you don't have to be a horror fan, but you know who Jason is. Or Right. Right. But I think uh, the Hatchet series, like, if you love horror movies, you know of the Hatchet series. Right. Whether you watch them or not, you know of them. So I think he's 
accomplish that, you know? I mean, Freddie and Jason have, what, like 20-plus more years yeah, than exactly. Victor Crowley? Yeah. Yeah, the, well... Yeah, they came out in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, 84 was... Something like that. Tree, yeah. So yeah, then we, we watched the movie, uh-huh. and then uh, afterwards he had uh, another meet and greet. It was for the people who didn't shell out the money. It was more of right. a, like... You get to talk to him for maybe three to five minutes. You After know? you wait in line for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they did the Q&A after that as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things, and he said it in the Q&A too, but he also told me, you know, at our meet and greet. And at first, you know, when I meet people, I, I, I assume, this is just me, I assume everybody is an asshole. You know, I'm just like, God, that guy's such an asshole. You know what I mean? It's funny because well, that's what we assume about you. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've had friends meet, like, musicians who they've idolized. And it's like, dude, that guy was such a dick. Like, he was just, like, unfriendly, just... Well, that's the saying. Signed. That's the saying. You never meet your heroes. Right. Because a lot of, you know, if they turn out to be shitty, then... Yeah, for sure. And that's... So, we we, we sit through the Q&A, which was really cool. And Freddie's like, you know, it it would be really cool if you get him to talk about like our pod, like do an intro for the podcast. I'm like, well, Freddie, like I, you know, like, no, like he, he'll probably say no. I'm sure he gets that a lot. It's almost like, Hey bro, check out my mixtape, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And follow for, me on Instagram. Well, first of all, <laughs> when he actually got to go into the special $60 area, oh, the VIP experience. Yeah. yeah. I, I asked Brandon, what are, what are questions are you going to ask him? And he's like, what's your favorite horror movie the past 10 years? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, you got to be more creative than that. So I gave Brandon some suggestions, um, and he took them. And what did, what were they again? Um, why he, did you make another one? Yeah, why did you make... All right, well, let's start with that one. So that's... Hatchet 3 came out in 2013, and so in Adam Green's mind, he was done after that. He wasn't going to make another one. So Freddie said, well, ask him what brought him back to do the fourth one. And so after, then this was probably the last encounter that I've had with him or uh, the last minute before I had moved on and let the other people in line, you know, do their thing. So I said, so, you know, you, you've been gone or, you know, Hatchet's been done for four years now. What brought you back? And at this point I knew like, all right, he's a really nice guy. He's very compassionate. You know, he he wasn't talking to me like, all right, I'm the star here. You're just a fan. You know, it right. was just like two dudes just chatting. And, you know, he goes, I, I, I'm going to talk about this in the, in the Q&A, but I'll, I'll tell you. And so basically he, he did this whole thing about, you know, I feel like our genre has failed because we look at the guys that we love, like George Romero and Wes Craven and, you know, Hitchcock and all these guys. And um, so he goes, I, I was done. Like I wasn't going to make any more. And he was at a Q&A panel, and he was basically, I could tell that he, he wasn't getting, like, he was getting emotional. You know, we've all had people, like, pass away that we love, and when you talk about it, sometimes it just kind of hits that nerve where you're just, you kind of start getting a little worked up, you know, and I could tell that that's what he was doing, that he was definitely feeling what he was about to say to me. I could, I can just see it in his eyes and his gesture. And he kind of paused and he goes, what really made me come back was George Romero. He told me that, you know, he asked me why I was going to make another hatchet movie. And I said, well, I feel like I've failed because, you know, I look up to you 
and what you accomplished, and I feel like I haven't done anything. And he, he told him, he goes, well, look, look, there's a hatchet shirt. Look, there's a Victor Crowley tattoo. Like, you're, like you need to make another one. You know, don't, you know, like, don't give up on it. And so I was like, dude, that is so cool. And I remember I told you that, and the look yeah. on your face, where you're just like, can you imagine if George Romero just like, no, like, you need to do this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for me, if he told me that, because I've done a, a short movie, and some of my horror fans have said it's like John Carpenter meets George Romero. So if George Romero told me that, I would have been like, holy, I got to do it. Yeah. I got to find a way. But so we were waiting. So then after all that experience, I told Brandon, well, since you met him, like this is after the Q&A, since you met him and you kind of have a rip, rapport with him, why don't you tell him to do like a little like little introduction? Like, hey, this is Adam Green. Or, or ask him, which, which that was the other question I told you to ask him. If, tell him about the podcast. The podcast yeah. What two movies would you put against each other? Right. Which we'll tell you guys later. Right. But And he obliged. So I told Brian, I was like, oh my gosh, since you had this repertoire we're cool. with him yeah, yeah why don't you ask him to do record a little thing and brendan's like no like he's <laughs> and then josh is right there laughing and josh and i were like what were the behind the scenes guys you're in the face of this podcast brendan <laughs> so we stood in line brendan had to, i mean josh had to go because he had to work but we stayed in line and i was kind of being like brendan's hype man and you could tell he was a little nervous and scared and well, I, I just didn't want to be that fan, you know, that ask those ridiculous requests that people, I'm sure, ask right. famous people. And I was like, man, I well, I had such a good experience with him in the at the VIP experience. And I said, it, it, at least if he says no, he'll be cool about it because I could tell he's a very compassionate, down-to-earth guy. So I said, the worst thing he'll do is be like, you know what, man, I, I get, you know, I just time and I, I get that a lot it's just not my thing but all right it's not know. like he's gonna spit in your face right right and that's for security to yeah, escort you and yeah. i told brandon if he says no you'll never see the guy again who cares i know but like i'm just like then i will feel like such a douchebag after i had such a cool experience with him and so before i get into that i had actually told him about our podcast because he does his own and i told him like yeah you know we're called versus whore podcast and you know we take two movies and we put them up against each other. And as I was telling him, he was signing my Blu-rays and he stops, he looks up at me and he goes, that's a really cool fucking idea. Like, that's awesome. So yeah, you know, it's, you know, it, we're still new or, you know, we're, we're like three episodes in and we're still trying to get our feet wet and do all this cool stuff, you know? And he looked at me and he, almost like what George Romero told him, he's like, dude, like keep doing it. Like, don't give up on that. Like, seriously. I mean, no matter how bad you think it is, I mean, do what you can to make it better, but just don't give up on it. Because that's a really cool idea. So after that, I was just like, dude, this guy's fucking awesome. You got his blessing. Yeah, it, it was amazing. So, yeah, the whole time I'm standing line going, he's going to say no. They're like, this this, this is dumb. You know, but Freddie was like, Brandon, you're the face of this podcast, which I don't think I am. It's, it's all of us. Oh, you're sweet. But no. you are. I'm going to butt in because I had to take off, like Freddie said. And this whole week, I have, or this whole past five days or whatever, I've been, I've been waiting to hear... The result of the story. <laughs> okay, okay. We're getting down the wire. Because I got a text that Freddie just said he actually did it. And so I was like, okay, and, and cool. That, that's funny because when I, I texted the three of us, you know, Brandon's phone goes off. And I'm like, crap, because he's telling and I hear it go, bring. So I was like, shoot, I hope like that doesn't distract Brandon. Do you remember that? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. I was still like, fuck, you know, because I, <laughs> I, I get so I'm the last person in line. I'm the last person. Oh, nobody. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess there's nobody true. behind me. 
and it's it's midnight and, and i'm it, like and then brandon's also worried like i don't know man like the 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 music's really loud here yeah He's no, we're not gonna and i'm like who cares just do it like i feel like at this point brandon's like looking for any <laughs> excuse to get out but it, it was almost like it was meant to happen because literally the last guy that was in front of me the music turned off it didn't yeah. come back on um, he the guy walks away and I walk back up to Adam and he sees me and he throws his hand out and he's like what'd you think of it dude and I was like you know I'll, I'll tell you my results later and I, I told him what I needed to say and, and I told him I said yeah we're gonna you know do a podcast and we'll get into those again results later and um, and I got down to right where I was gonna say it or ask him and he looked at me and I could tell he's already like fuck what's this guy gonna ask me <laughs> So I said, so I, I hold my phone out like this. So I'm like, He's like, so, so I'm like <laughs> and so I'm like, so, you know, we're, you know, I do this podcast and stuff and you know, if, if you want, you know, if you don't want to, it's cool. I completely understand, but would you mind recording like an intro for our show that you recommended? And he goes, yeah, dude, totally. That'd be fucking awesome. And literally I felt like I was baptized. I was just like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he, he he was fucking cool about it, and he was happy to do it. And oh, it's great! Yeah, play it for Josh now. All right, here we go. We'll get this going. I don't know how far I should hold it to the to the microphone here. Here's the okay. All right, here we go. All right, this is take one. Hey, this is Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet franchise, and you are listening to the Versus Horror Podcast. That's cool. Take two. Hey, this is Adam Green from Hatchet, Holliston, Frozen, and your mom. And you're listening to the <laughs> Versus Horror Podcast. Isn't that awesome? I think that's so amazing. <laughs> Holy crap. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, I mean, like I said, like and your is, mom. Wow, that's awesome. Like I said, he's well known in the horror community, right. and the fact that Adam Green did that for us. Well, I mean, he got Brandon. he got George Romero's blessing. He gave you his blessing. So by the transitive property, we got George Romero's blessing too. Boom! That's amazing. That's so good. That's really dude. Good. Yeah, and it's no. See, that's the first one. So now every time we do one of these meet and greet exactly. things, it's going to be even easier. <laughs> that's what I told, and that's why I told Brandon he's got to get to know Lauren. Is that her name? Lauren. Lauren yeah, from Alamo Draft House. I mean, we're there all the freaking time. I feel like I'm there at least once a week now. Yeah, and she's super cool and laid back. And if we just get a like build a relationship with her, dude, maybe we'll be up there moderating the Q and A. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and I actually had a chance to talk to her a little bit after all that happened. And yeah, she's super cool. And one thing that like what what's cool about businesses is when you have the the manager or the owner actually mingling with you is cool. And it makes you like do this place is awesome because they care. Yeah. Yeah, it's more you know, personable. For sure. Person person whatever. So yeah, that's that honestly has made my week and I got an awesome. That's badass. Yeah. That's yeah. Really I got an awesome a limited edition Dismember America tour poster. And he autographed that. And they're $45 if you didn't get the VIP because the, I guess the, the paper they make it on is really expensive. And uh, I bought a bloody hatchet too. Cause oh, I'm like, nice. oh, I got to have it. <laughs> I, uh, you know, 
it's just I keep I keep playing because Brandon sent me that the recording of Adam Green just so we could have a backup in case like his phone something happens, and Drops I kept playing toilet. to it and just like playing it for my friends, even my friends who like movies but don't know of him. They're like, wow, that's truly amazing that you yeah. got. And I, I, I'm like, just playing it right now, I'm like. You got to get giddy. Yeah, it's so cool, you know. <laughs> that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Because, I mean, and like literally, thank you, Freddie, because <laughs> cause I, I'm just, I don't want to be that guy. Like, I don't, you know. He's going to be like, you know that guy that I was fucking nice to <laughs> and autographed all his shit and took, a, took some photos with him. You know, we should probably post those photos oh, up on, yeah. yeah. And he asked me to fucking record on his podcast, right. like you know. Yeah. But no, it, it, yeah, I will forever be an Adam Green fan. I've always been an Adam Green fan, but even if he goes on to do romantic comedies, he'll or still My Little Pony too. Yeah, he'll always have my my support. So yeah, that was fucking cool for him to do that for us. And briefly earlier, so we went to see that on a Thursday, Victor Crowley, and mm-hmm. then on a before that, two days before that, we saw. Uh, Army, of Army of Darkness at the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. That movie, yeah. It, that's the first time I've seen it in like six or seven years. Just like, you know, yeah. sit down and watch it. Yeah, I, I forgot. Like, I remember most of the parts, but there are some parts that I forgot. Like the part where he's shoving the dude like, huh? Yeah. Like the guy's all like getting all like flustered. Yeah, yeah it's, that's great. Bruce Campbell. He's a genius. Just so It's just nonstop laughs, that movie. And it's it's one of those things where it's like it, it works, you yeah. know. Yeah. People think horror shouldn't have comedy, right? But that movie's just fucking. And you know, when you really think about that, I mean, it's. I, I guess it would be somewhat horror, right? But it's almost just kind of like it's almost like a, a full blown comedy. Yeah, and you, you know? could see. If you, have you seen Army of Darkness, Josh? Mm-hmm. There's a lot where uh, where I was telling him, I think, or maybe Matthew, my friend Matthew, that Peter Jackson stole from that movie to put into Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's a scene where he's trying to get the crowd r- riled up to be on his side and it's quiet. And then there's a guy's like, I'll be by your side. And then the whole crowd and you hear one guy's like, you have my axe. You have my thing. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. that's so from Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know, because yeah. they started naming like the weapons that I have. And one, the last guy says, and my axe. So I'm like, that's totally, yeah. which is awesome, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I love the draft house that you can just go and watch you know, a throwback horror movie that... Yeah, you this know. month alone, I'm going to go see Shaun of the Dead and then The Thing, which is in my top three. Oh, The Thing is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So they they were going to give us cap guns and four. So basically, that was a movie party that we went to. So they give you props and stuff. And usually, it's quiet, no texting, you know, when you watch a movie there. But when they do the movie parties, you can quote with the movie you can shoot the guns with the movie but because what happened in las vegas they thought it was best not to hand out cap guns to people right which is probably the right decision to make and um um we ended up getting free free yeah rain checks so now i'm like man what the fuck should i go see now they're showing i know what you did last summer which i kind of want to see i know know that's I've yeah. seen that in. I saw the movie theater when it first came out, like opening weekend. I saw Urban Legend in the theater, which I'm a fan of '90s slasher, yeah, especially now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and they're showing. God, what was the other one? Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I, I think she told me they're showing Halloween. They're yeah. on Halloween. Yeah, they, they have to. Yeah, but also to get a little, I guess, personal, Brennan was like. 
um since i did this, this thing with and i like this girl you know and brandon's like since you like this since i did this thing with adam green asking and you, you challenged me to you wouldn't let me give up yeah and basically said you're a bitch if you don't do it <laughs> And I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm fucking doing it now. You're going to yeah. call me a bitch. <laughs> so then the next day he texted me, you got to ask that girl out. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you made me do this. It's only fair. And I'm like, crap. So I promised him the next time I see her, which is sometime this week now, I will ask her out. We're getting an update on that next episode. <laughs> yeah. That's a good trade-off, though. It's a yeah, good way. It, it, it is. is. It's well, fair. I, I was thinking, because I, I was still almost, let's say I was in shock, but I was still like just almost like in awe of just like, dude, I can't believe he fucking did that and was like happy to do it and wasn't like... I was actually I really proud of Brandon for doing that. Well, and then I'm thinking like, I was I was eating lunch. I, I, I think a lot when I eat. And... Um, clearly. <laughs> clearly. And I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, it's so cool. You know, Freddie, you know, was like supporting me through it and I should be taking initiative and putting out this podcast to people. And I start thinking like, well, he told me that he bitched out that morning <laughs> talking to that girl. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, dude. And I text him like, next time you see her, you're fucking asking her out because I did stand in the line for 30 minutes. To get this for our podcast, dang! Oh, there you go. That's 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 thinking out. Yeah. So yeah. to go back to the Victor Crowley thing, what what was your guys' overall experience? What, what was your what did you come away from the overall experience? Like, did you like it? Was it something you do again? Would you recommend it to people? Yeah, I mean, without giving out any spoilers, because Adam requested in the Q and A that nobody give out spoilers because it'll ruin for the people that haven't gone to the, to the movie on the tour. There's only one copy of the movie. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we're going to respect that request from him. So we're not going to talk about it. Maybe once it comes out, we'll maybe even do an episode or a show on it. But overall, like I, I jumped all over because I'm like, you know what? You know, the I'm like, I, I can always meet him after the movie and get my Blu-ray signed because this is really like a, a first experience of me with somebody that's a director in a horror genre, you know, he what I sat mean? in the theater and actually watched it with us. too. Yeah, which right. is very rare. Yeah, usually yeah. they leave for sure. And I don't and watch my shit when, when I yeah, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and um, so dude, I, I totally just had a, I'm, I'm so like overwhelmed right now. With all this shit. I totally just forgot yeah. what I was thinking about. Um, well, I mean, I could talk if why you gather your thoughts if you want me to. Yeah, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so my overall experience Weed. when Brandon was like, Hey, do you want to go do this? And I was like, sure. Oh, I remember what I'm talking about. Now. Yeah. He's like, I, I will, you know, I'll get the ticket as an overall experience. I highly recommend it. Even if like, you don't know anything about that movie, about a movie. That because, was me. Yeah. Because it was great because especially a guy like that, like he was just open and just talkative and it's during the Q and a, and I learned a lot because I want to be a filmmaker too. And just like, he kind of has a pessimistic outlook on Hollywood, which, you know, I don't blame him. But just like how the George Romero story or like how he talked about like in this movie, like there was he didn't know like subconsciously he was writing about what he was going through. So I'm like, holy crap, like as a writer, you tend to do that, you know, just like learning the process a little bit. So I, I took that away from the, from that experience, you know. I remember what I was saying. Sorry. But just Arizona doesn't really get 
like what California and Florida gets and like or New York or yeah, you know, or Chicago or Texas where it's like, you know, uh, there's like Horicon and Monster Palooza and where all these actors go and directors go to autographs and photos and there is one in Arizona that we're all going to next summer though. It's the Monster Ball Party, which last year fucking Doug Bradley dressed up in full pinhead costume, which would have been amazing to see yeah. in person you ever seen pinhead or hellraiser i've seen the dvd cover yeah <laughs> th- th- those are those are another one of the movies that are very like it's about horror me. fans love them oh, yeah. but like they're they're somewhat underrated you know they're they're actually pretty good movies but uh so i'm like you know i, I could always meet him after the movie and you know hopefully because they say on there that they could cut it short on the theater could cut it short depending on time if it's Hey, we're closed. I got to send my people home. So everybody's got to go. But I'm like, you know, you and they tell you on there, you get a more personal one on one. And I'm like, I have a million questions I could ask him that I want to, you know. So I paid it and it was totally worth it of just getting to talk to him for 15, 10, 15 minutes, you know, get my Blu-ray signed, get some pictures. And it was just an amazing experience being able to. And you can tell from him it wasn't like, yes, I'm a director. And everybody's going to bow to me. When I talk to him, you can tell he's a fan, too. You know, he's not, you know, I'm a, you know, it's all about me. It's just like, you know, I I love this shit just as much as you guys do. And I loved how he was very like, let's all just forget about what's going on in our lives. Let's watch this movie together. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy it. Laugh, cry, clap, like do whatever you want. So overall, like it was an amazing night for me, for sure. Yeah, I, uh. I, uh, as alluded to, I've never seen any of the Hatchet movies. Um, the only experience I've had with them was watching Brandon's Snapchat stories where when he watches movies, he posts scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw those scenes and quickly asked myself what I was getting myself into. Um, because <laughs> the scene I saw was like Victor Crowley stepping on some guy's back. And this is from Hatchet 3. This isn't from the new movie. Ripping so. off the dude's arms one at a time and like pulling a piece of wood out of his back and like intestines and entrails and i was like oh my god what am i doing <laughs> uh but no yeah i i, I liked it. It, was, it was it's uh i thought it was a very fun movie there's there's i want to say there's like comedy elements like just straight up comedy and all that, of them have that not it, i thought this one was definitely the most funny but all three of them have elements in there that are where you, you do laugh and it, it does come off as comedic yeah. just in general you know horror 80s horror kind of what he's going for is generally cheesy and kind of funny anyway but yeah and i could see i could, see, I could definitely see like the influence of like friday the 13th or like those types of like slasher movies yeah and uh yeah i honestly the, the only reason why i agreed to go was because uh i had heard brian quinn was in it he's on another podcast i listened to um of Brian Quinn of Impractical Joker. So I just want to see like him in it. And I know that he's been a horror fan for a long time, so I thought it'd be interesting and um yeah, I just ended up having a lot more fun than I thought I would. It was a good time. And I, I like you were saying, Frey, I like the Q&A because just hearing about kind of like just the the ins and outs that he kind of went through and hearing like, "Oh, they want us to cut this and they want us to cut that." And just kind of hearing that kind of perspective is just kind of if I could say if I could say kind of one more time, it would be perfect. Um, it was interesting to say the least. So I thought it was a grand time, and I look forward to the next one. 
Boom. How fucking terrifying is Victor Crowley? I was telling Freddie, like, well, each time I watch those movies, like, I look at Kane Hodder in that costume, I'm like, he is fucking scary. You know, and I'm thinking, like, when we see Michael Myers or Jason, like, it's still like, oh, shit. Like, if you saw them in person, like, oh, man, there's, 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 you know, Jason Voorhees. But, like, when you see Kane Hodder as Victor Crowley, it's fucking terrifying. Like, some of the stills I looked at from the new movie and just from Hatchet 3, like, he looks really fucking scary. Like, that's what I love about those because he's, he's almost more intimidating looking than Michael or Jason to an extent. You know what I mean? Just the whole... Because he's a mammoth of a man, but just the makeup is... He's a mom. Too. He's a what? Mom. Mammoth of a man. Uh, <laughs> a moem. Mom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, I would check local listing. Is it only a draft house he's going to, or is he going to... No, well, he said all the all the um, stops so far have been draft houses, but he said ours was the last one. Oh, okay. Everything else would be... So theaters. it's called the Dismember America Tour? Yeah. So check that out. Definitely go if you can. And uh, maybe he can say something for your podcast too. Yeah. And then I think aeroscope.com, you can purchase the VIP experiences. There's also like Hatchet comic books on there. Check out his podcast, The Movie Crypt. And, you know, don't be a cunt and steal movies online. Definitely go and buy this one and enjoy it. And, And it's actually interesting how he talked about how actually pirating movies does budget production in movies you know what i mean where he was saying like people don't realize this but when you don't pay for movies it affects us making more movies so definitely go out and and buy the fucking dvd uh that being said we also watched two movies this week this off recording period i guess it's been a couple weeks um and we're going to talk about those right now brandon for halloween our first uh, Halloween episode. What what kind of movies were we talking about this week? We were not talking about like no Hatchet movies. These are totally mm. different direction from Hatchet. For sure. Yeah, we are talking about Beetlejuice and the Adams Family. Which was like I literally <laughs> felt <laughs> I felt like a, a little kid again watching these. I used to watch them when I was younger. And so yeah, this this will be a fun show because I definitely enjoyed rewatching these again. Nice. Uh, to give you a little backstory, this is a matchup thrown out by none other than Freddie. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, so, Freddie, why don't you tell us uh, your initial thoughts on Beetlejuice? All right. Well, if you ever meet me, I have a Nightmare Before Christmas tattoo, and my hair is very Tim Burton-ish. <laughs> so, that should tell you is I love me some Tim Burton movies. Beetlejuice, I mean, come on. It's funny. It's just the best. Michael Keaton. You you watch it for Michael Keaton alone. You watch his performance. Every little thing he does is like, it grosses you out. It's making <laughs> you laugh. You're just like, I can't believe this is a kid's movie. Because I think he even like grabs his ball balls once and he like spits. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, I love this. It's so inventive and creative of what Tim did in this world and, I don't know. I just, I'm just so in awe every time I watch this movie. Like that's real. That's a practical thing. That's not CG, you know. Or, um, so I guess those are my first initial things about Beetlejuice. Brandon, what do you? What say you? 
I this is like a movie that that hor- that all horror fans can enjoy and really should enjoy because it has that Halloween creepy just kind of weird you know it's Tim Burton so it is going to be different right. than you know than what you know Michael Bay would have done with Beetlejuice you know what I mean right. like. Yeah. So, like, I, I just remember watching these when I was younger and just remember going, that's the guy that fucking played Batman, <laughs> you know, you know, the year prior. Did you do Beetlejuice before or after Batman? I think he did before. it before. So, yeah, because I remember, like, my sister was watching it first and I remember seeing, like, the, you know, the sandworms, you know, and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what is this? And my mom's like, that's the guy that plays Batman. You know, that's Michael Keaton. I was like, Really? You know, this is probably 91, maybe 1990. And I just remember, like, you know, just being a dumb, dopey kid. I was just kind of just like, you know, this is really just how bright his suit is, black and white, and just the effects of it all. You know, I, I remember really kind of getting a kick out of it. And I remember one of the scenes, and I, I remember my mom going, like, oh, I didn't know that was in the movie where he kicks the tree and it falls over. He's like, nice fucking model. That's it, yeah. <laughs> And they play this on the Disney Channel, or at least they used to. But obviously, yeah. they bleeped out the F word. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'm looking at it now. Came out in 1988, directed by Tim Burton, like you said, starring uh, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Michael Keaton, and it's rated PG. And there's an F bomb clearly in it. <laughs> like, yeah. what the heck? And he's. <laughs> and he's horny. Yeah. There's like a brothel, <laughs> you know? It's a brothel scene where he's like combing his hair. Oh, it's great. He keeps like trying to like sexually assault Gina Davis yeah. every like when they first yeah, meet exactly. and stuff. Like what? He's all looking up her skirt with his yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Josh, um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so like Beetlejuice is I've seen the cartoon. They had an animated oh, yeah. series. I watched yeah. that as a kid. And I always thought like, man, this is kinda weird. Um I never actually saw the movie until I got I don't know, maybe 18, 19, 20. And even then, I didn't really see the whole thing. Like, the only thing I really remember from it is based on what I saw from the cartoons, which is, like, the Sandworms and Beetlejuice and Lydia are, like, I think they're friends or, like, he helps her or something. So, um, I didn't really know what to expect going into this one um, when I rewatched it. So, I watched it and, yeah, I just, I I honestly could have thought this movie was at least PG-13 or, like, R. And um, like you said, I mean, like he's super horny. It, you know, it's almost like two movies. Like it seems like when the up until when they first meet Beetlejuice, it's kind of like oh, I don't know, kind of slower maybe, or like right. kind of like more sad, I guess, because it's like oh, these people died and they were just you know want to try to have a baby and whatever. But then Beetlejuice comes as like a completely different movie where they're you know amping up their haunts and trying to get you know the new people out of the house and. Right. Um, Beetlejuice is just like this ascent eccentric, like ghost horn dog guy who, right. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's nuts. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, I, I gotta say this too. I'm not really that big of a Tim Burton fan of his like later what? stuff, I guess. Yeah, I know that it, it, I get that response a lot, but a later stuff that, well, I mean, okay. yeah, I, yeah, it's a whole thing we can okay. get into. I don't okay. know. Um, but, but, uh, I was I was kind of dreading watching this because of that because of my Tim Burton bias, but after watching it, I was pleasantly surprised how much I guess fun I had. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like a good 
a good pick by you to Freddie to uh, pick like this type of horror movie for right. like Halloween instead of like the typical like oh we gotta watch you know um, whatever critters <laughs> leprechaun I don't know <laughs> those are good um, trolls too tremors but we couldn't we didn't just watch Beetlejuice we had to pair it up against another great movie which was the Adams Family which real quick came out in 1991. Ba-da-da-da. This one's rated PG-13, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, starring um, Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, and Christopher Lloyd. Freddie, what would you think of The Addams Family? Dude, I freaking love this movie. It is so good. (laughs) It is so good. Uh, This is Barry Sonnenfeld's first movie that he directed, and they wanted Tim Burton to do this. I mean, it has Tim. Yeah. I can see that. Actually, the people who wrote this wrote Beetlejuice. Edward Scissorhands, Nightmare Before Christmas. Like the lady who wrote it, she wrote those movies. And the guy who co-wrote it wrote Beetlejuice. So it has like Tim Burton elements all over this. For sure. And um, man, I love freaking Wednesday. Christina Ricci. (laughs) The whole cast is pretty brilliant. You know, I love Morticia. I love how they have like a light always shining on her. She's super skinny and just... She's I want pretty to, hot too. She is, yeah. and I want to love. I, I want a relationship like Morticia and Gomez, dude. That like <laughs> again, this was another movie that made me feel like I was back in my childhood years watching it, and I I didn't realize it until I was I watched this movie again like ten years ago. And I'm like, it's borderline sexual with Gomez and Morticia. Oh, it absolutely always is. Like, There's no borderline at all, yeah, I don't like, think. But what I think is they this movie would never get made now because of Wednesday and Pugsley are trying, are trying to, kill, to kill each other yeah, the entire time. It's and it's it's either happening in the background. There's a scene where she's like tied up and she's like squirming, you know? Yeah. Or like she has a, a knife and Morticia's like, what is, are you doing? Is that for your brother? Yeah. <laughs> he gives her a bigger knife, you know, like. Or she's trying to electrocute him yeah, in the like, mind and she walks playing in. playing a game. Yeah. Called, my, is my, there a God? Yeah. Is there a God? <laughs> <laughs> I love all that. She, she is fucking morbid. Like yeah. evil. The like, Halloween scene where she's like, what are you going to be for? What are you for Halloween? And she's like, I'm a homicidal maniac. You know, like, it's so good. So, yeah, love it. Brendan? Yeah, same thing. I was just in awe. Not not in awe, but just like, I I was laughing the entire movie because, you know, there's things that you catch each time you watch it that you might not remember. Yeah. And I just remember just watching, like, how creepy fucking Christopher Lloyd is. Just how his eyes get kind of big and you see his teeth. Like God, he, he looks so. He looks so. This is not Doc Brown, right? You know, it's it's totally a different. I think he's an underrated character actor because we always just associate him with basically uh, Back to the Future, right? But he's the villain in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah, and he's freaking awesome in that movie, you know? Yeah, he's really creepy in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and I I love how like murder is normal for that whole family yeah everything you know? is opposite <laughs> yeah you know what if you she has roses she cuts them off you know if he's mad about his brother and he realized like oh my gosh he's backstabbing me it is him you know like everything is opposite to our normal things you know yeah so. and then the hand is Thing? entertaining yeah, yeah. then lurch <laughs> i'm thinking like if that guy was in my house, like, I, oh my God, that guy is so fucking creepy. <laughs> and I just love how he's just like, you know, he's, he's like the, the maid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how he's driving the car. And 
I don't. I just love how it's just and the all food they eat is really gross. There's a scene where uh, Wednesday she's eating cereal for the first time and she makes like a face like this is disgusting, you know, because they have to live in that yeah. hotel for a little bit. And uh, then the scene where what what's the the lady's name who's friends with a guy who had the 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 briefcase? The lady has like the red hair. Um, I forget. Oh, she ends up dating uh, cousin it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember her name. But how they're in the house and Morticia's standing there and the maid comes up. She goes, entrails? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so oh, good. Yeah, and I love how the gate's like alive. Right, yeah. And the part that I, that I forgot that I that I loved is how they have uh, a cemetery in the backyard. Yeah, yeah that's, this movie is fucking awesome. I, I enjoyed watching it again and, you know, just... And, and you know, and then like Morticia and... Um, Wednesday have become almost like iconic figures because you see both of them on memes. Yeah. And, you know, of just like, they're actually shared one the other day on Facebook of, of Wednesday Adams where um, one of the scenes of the movie where she's just kind of like, you know, she does that where yeah. she kind of like, it says something like, I love going outside, but there's two things I hate. One, the sun and two people. Yeah. You know, like how they, they use those. So th- I think those two are definitely the more powerful characters in, in oh, the definitely. movie for sure. Josh. Josh interesting oh he hated this episode it. could go a lot of ways <laughs> is, um, it, is this like our first fight episode where we all actually start arguing well i just <laughs> let me let me preface with this i enjoy seeing your joy both of you while talking about this movie um this is the first time i've seen this movie i never i mean i've known i've seen part i've seen like the old show that's sure. based off like from the 50s i think 60s maybe um my wife's seen it she's seen this movie I had never seen it. I'd, I'd known that it was existed out there, but I would never sought it out. Um, so this podcast is good for making me go outside of my bounds. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't. Wow. I was watching it and I, it was just so, I guess, oh, <laughs> I guess over the top. Like it was like the things you were saying that you, you liked how everything was opposite and like yeah. i just thought that uh gomez adams is was like a cartoon character almost and i'm sure that's what they're trying to go for yeah. he reminds me of hugh hefner kind of he's always like in like his like his yeah. pajamas <laughs> like i was i was honestly i was kind of going along with it i was like okay this you know that's okay i do like the stuff where they're like trying to kill each other that's pretty funny yeah i mean there are there are things in it that i i laughed at don't get me wrong but it was about the scene where they're doing the dance uh yeah and i was just like (laughs) i don't know what the hell i'm watching anymore this is definitely it turned nuts for me the the beetlejuice dancing was better than that one totally you know which this one's hard man this this is a hard episode yeah i don't like for me it's not (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know i just i guess i guess maybe if i had seen it when i was younger i might have like it might have like attached to me more but now like i watch it and i'm just kind of like Nah, it's it's okay. It, it honestly feels like to me, like an ABC Family Channel movie almost. Like it just seems kind of like the acting was like kind of over the top at some points. I'm sure that's what they're going for, but I don't know. It just didn't it didn't work for me that much. Don't hate me. You need to go outside for five minutes and think <laughs> about what you just told us. <laughs> I expected a, a li- honestly. I thought it would be the other way around. I thought it'd be. Beetlejuice just was Tim Burton. I just, uh, you know, 
I thought you'd gravitate more towards well, Adam's family. Well, to be fair, that's interesting. So I want to hear why you say that. But to be fair, everything in my past and what I like and stuff should be that, I guess, because I don't like Tim Burton at all, except for like Pee Wee's Big Adventure um, and Planet of the Apes. What? Yeah, I know. I get that a lot. No. <laughs> that's <what> the- <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Okay, my my last Tim Burton movie that I enjoyed, and I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but I don't know what it was, but I loved Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd's pretty good. Oh, sweet, cool. No one's gonna. Yeah, that's it. like that's one of the movies I like of his. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so why why do you think I would have I would have went the other way? Not, I mean, that's not my. Fu- I mean, I can I don't have to say it's not well. My now final that I'm thing, thinking about it, I think Adam's family's a little more morbid. And I guess more kind of horror filmy than Beetlejuice is, but I don't know. I just thought maybe that Tim Burton would, or not, to, uh, Michael Keaton would just be too over the top for you. Like, like it just wouldn't see that. See, you know, that's kind of the opposite. The reason I love Beetlejuice is because of Michael Keaton. Like right. the way well, he that's does. What we and, all do, you know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess he kind of had the better character for me, or like. I mean, honestly, too, like, I don't like Winona Ryder. I don't like a lot. I don't like Alec Baldwin that much. Like, he's, eh, he's But for whatever reason, like, all those guys in that movie just work, I guess. Yeah. But for me, Adam's family, I just didn't, I don't know. I just wasn't invested in anything that was happening. I just didn't really care about the characters. And I know you said borderline sexual. Dude, that scene at the auction where, like, they start, he, like, I mean, she straight up has an orgasm off screen. Like, it is yeah. nuts. Yeah, or the play, the play, man. That is oh, the play is awesome. Like, dude, I love. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I forgot about that scene until I watched yeah. it again. Where I'm like, that's God what, damn it, this is fucking cool. That's what I'm saying. It's like they have these kids doing not normal kids things, and that's what I love about it. And the, and they and it, they find it like normal. Yeah, you know exactly because like, they're the same way. Right. Yeah, cut off each other's arms. Yeah. Try to kill each other. <laughs> I say I I said that this in- episode might be interesting because I am I think clearly going one way, but I mean you guys could go the complete opposite way and pick Adam's family, or you guys could duke it out between yourselves. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. It sounds like you guys both love both movies, which is going to be hard. This is definitely probably the hardest one for me so far because. I had an idea coming into the other shows, kind of what one I liked more. But this one, they're both movies have things that I like and then I not so like. Well, let's talk about that. Brandon, what don't you like in Beetlejuice? Dude, I the guy, like I, I didn't like Alec Baldwin. His glasses kept coming down on his nose <laughs> and I that just kept driving me crazy. I know that's a stupid way to say that. that valid you, argument, you I guess. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just didn't like like his acting in this. It just wasn't, you know. It's I, early Baldwin. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I, I think he's really the only thing that I really didn't like about this movie. What I did like about it, though, is how almost like we talked about this with The Dark Knight is how you didn't see Joker a lot. Right. But you, you didn't see Beetlejuice a ton either. That's something that I noticed that you, you saw him when you needed to see him right. to make, you know. It makes you want him more. Yeah. Because I, I, like I said, this is the first time I was just moving in 10 years. So, like, seeing it again, I'm like, I thought he would be in it more, you know, because he's tech, he's carrying the movie as it is, you know. But they, they kind of left you wanting to see him, you know, more. But my, my favorite scene is 
him at the end where he's going, he's sitting with the <laughs> the line of dead oh, people yeah. or whatever. <laughs> he's touching <laughs> yeah. the legs, you know. <laughs> yeah. and she hits him. Oh, didn't see you sitting there. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, but uh and what else did you ask me? I'm just saying, what what didn't you like about Beetlejuice? Oh, I already told you. And what didn't you like about Adam's family? Um I I guess like I wish it could have been more I didn't like how it I guess how they made it real family oriented. If you're gonna be already so dark, then maybe make it the whole movie like that. You know what I mean? But that's what I like about it. Like it pushes no, no, I agree. against that, you know. Yeah, no, I agree, but I guess the I, that's the only one thing where I'm just like that I feel like they, they go too far back into yeah. being a family movie. It's just like maybe just borderline, which I think it did, but some parts I think went too, too fam. You know, right. just they, they, they show them cutting their arms off and blood spewing out and it squirts people in right. the audience. And then it just kind of goes back to being a family movie. And then it goes back to being, I just wish it was just like right down the middle of the entire movie. Yeah. You know, but other than that, like there, there, are, there are probably more things you name about Beatrice that I didn't, that I didn't like more than I could Adam's family. My thing about uh, Adam's family is the story about Uncle Fester, like that you like or didn't like that I didn't like you. So it is him. I feel like the movie had no idea what which direction it was going to go, like even as they were writing it, until they were like, let's just flip a coin. And let's just... Oh, so that, was, get, that was the actual real Uncle Fester. Yeah. Yeah. Did he just add amnesia or something they said? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's so like... I, I was reading up on it and Wednesday or Christina Ricci pleaded with the director that it should actually be Uncle Fester at the end. And Christopher Lloyd's like, we should never even approach it. Who cares? Nobody's going to care. So it led me to believe like... While I was watching... That's why I was so confused. I'm like... what. It just seems, oh, let's just electrocute him. And now he remembers that he's Uncle Fester. Like, it's almost like they didn't know what they were going to do with that character, you know? Yeah. And so re-watching it and knowing that, I'm like, oh, man, I wish... Because I want to see the scenes that they knew, like he knew, like there was hints that he was Uncle Fester, you know? Instead of just like randomly just throwing it at the end. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't very well set up i no. guess it wasn't yeah planned out it would it just happened out, so yeah. quickly at the end you know yeah and then that's the other thing that i felt too was just kind of they kept you thinking about the entire movie right and like is he or isn't he and then just real quick at the end it, oh he is oh okay and then it's over right i i did like the scene though where they were at there were pugsley and wednesday were going over their routine what are you looking at <laughs> i see your hand go under that pillow so i'm just I <laughs> Oh, see, it, now what's that look like? Um, where he, you know, um, Fester walks by and sees what they're doing. It's like, no, no, you're not going to kill somebody that way. Go for a main artery. Yeah. The whole thing over the, the whole family is just fucking morbid and is all about death and murder, you know? Right. Yeah, awesome. Uh, what didn't you like about Beetlejuice, Freddy? Oh, boy. <laughs> is it a long list or is it a short list? No, it's like... No list. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I I can't think of. That's anything. how I am with Adam's family. The, the, used to when I was a kid watching it, the, the the chubby actor, 
the the fat the fashion designer guy. Oh yeah, the one yeah. He, did, he would annoy the crap out of me. Kind of like his critique on Adam Baldwin's glasses. Like I just didn't. He was just so annoying, and he, I, which means he did his job right, you know. But now watching it, I think it's hilarious. So I don't know. Yeah. What what one of the funny scenes in Adam's family is where they're going through the closet. And what, what was the Uncle Knickknack? Yeah. Where they're like, Uncle, like winter, uh, Uncle Knickknack, summer, Uncle Knickknack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my shit when I was watching it. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, be, yeah, let me see. Uh, Adam's family. Uh, I kind of talked about what I didn't like about that. Beetlejuice. What didn't I like about Beetlejuice? Um, you know, honestly. I don't know if there's that much stuff I don't like about Beetlejuice to begin with. I don't... It's, like... I thought everything... I mean, everything about it was pretty solid. There's nothing, like, that really stuck out to me that was, like, uh, meh. Right. Meh, meh. Yeah. Uh, the dance scene, I mean, it's, like, the super famous dance scene where they're at the dinner table right. and they're singing Harry Belfonte. Uh, that, like... I've, I've always seen that. That's the one thing that I've seen from that movie the most. And... Watching it as a whole, I thought that that kind of felt a little out of context because they never really, like, because I think that's right at the point where they meet with the old lady, like yeah. Alec Baldwin and then meet with the old lady and she tells them, because they, they seek out help or whatever. Right. She's like, well, you know, you get to scare them harder. And then it goes right into that scene. So you never really see them, like, it goes from that scene to them, like, walking in the attic and it's like, oh, we did it, we did it. But, like... Before, it showed them one-on-one, like, manipulating stuff. Like, it's like, right. oh, they're hanging in the closet, or they open the... Right. You know. But, like, how did they manipulate all those guys at once? Or, like, how did... Like, I don't know. It's not really important. It's kind of nitpicking, absolutely. But I just wanted to see, like, how they learn, not through, like, a montage or anything, but maybe just see them, like, a couple of scenes of them figuring out, oh, you know, we can do more than just, like, manipulate our looks or ourselves. Right. We can actually make shit float in multiple places or I, do all this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm glad you said that because, um, and I think you're going to agree, I hope you agree, that the one thing I love about that movie is it's kind of, it's pretty short, isn't it? Yeah. Like 90 minutes. But there's, they they cover everything pretty much well where it leaves you wanting more because you want, I want to see that too. Yeah. She even like, the old lady's like, yeah, Beetlejuice was like my, Assistant, yeah, assistant. Yeah. So it's like you want to see that too, I you know? See that, yeah, but prequel movie yeah. or something. So it's like they hint at all these things, which I'm like, man, this 90 minute movie does that so well. And I could watch two hour movies now, and I'm like, why didn't they give me a scene that explains that? Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's you know? a that's a good point. I guess like the cartoon kind of fills some of that in if right. you watch the cartoon. But um, I mean, that was like really the only thing. I as I'm sitting here trying to think about it, like I don't really. I mean, I just love Michael Keaton in this movie. Like, I, I, I got to say, like, I've been, I've really been on a, um, to quote Slash Film, um, a Keatonissance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assance him. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, I've seen The Founder lately. I've seen. Great movie. Um, I've seen this. There's another one with Michael. Oh, uh, Spider-Man. He was great oh, in yeah. Spider-Man. Like, I've seen so much good stuff with him lately, like. I just want to see all of his right. movies. Like yeah. it, he's just such a good actor. I want to see Birdman. I need to go back and watch that. Like I heard that's really good, or he gives a good performance. But like he just sells the movie so much that like I don't, I don't even feel bad about not picking Adam's Family. I'm just gonna straight out pick Beale just like every time because he's just so fun to watch. And right. like you said, like seriously, 
like they don't use him too many times in the movie. It's you know kind of salt and peppered here and there. But I want to see a movie of all his character. Right. Like he is. That's what makes <laughs> awesome. me scared that they're supposed there's gonna do a sequel. I guess what, with him in it too. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I, I did. Hear it, it got. I think when it, it first came up, like three or four years ago, right? Then it like got scratched, and they weren't going to do it. And then last I heard, like a year and a half ago, they were full on going to do it. Yeah, and Keaton's working with Burton again in the Dumbo movie. Yeah, mm. so I'm kind of excited by that. I really don't like Dumbo, but the fact that Keaton and Burton are teaming up again makes he was me supposed excited. to do Mary Poppins. Burton, yeah. Oh. Because I even saw, unless it was just like a fan-made photo of her umbrella and looked all fucking Tim Burton creepy and stuff. I think it was fan-made. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways. So if you couldn't tell, I'm going to be Beetlejuice. Um, now, I, I'm going to sit back. And I want you guys, I, I'm excited to hear this because it sounds like, well, I don't know. I think I know where you're going to go based on your list of cons, but I don't know. Uh, Brandon. If you had to convince, you're not going to convince me, so don't even try. But if you had to convince Freddy over here, which one to go with? Which one would you pick and why? Which one do I want which, him to pick? Right. That I think he should pick? Well, then G- that's going to give away what I'm going to guess. That's fine. Yeah. Give, him a, give, him, give him your pitch. Pitch to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm going to like punch him or something. This is how now I know what it's like to be your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I've never hit a woman. <laughs> no, but he's peed on his lip. <laughs> um, Adam's family has everything that we as horror fans have. It has blood. It has violence. It has sex. Didn't have any titties, but it should have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Jelka Houston, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I fit more with, like, I don't know. This is so fucking hard because I love both of them so much that I, I think Adam's family fits horror people more than Beetlejuice does. Right. Do you agree with that? I do agree with that 100%. Holy shit. <laughs> you unlocked the puzzle. Now, Freddie, <laughs> which movie are you picking? This is probably the toughest one we've done so far. I surprisingly i honestly wouldn't be surprised that it, you guys were have were struggling this much about these two movies honestly it, it's everything what brandon was saying about horror movies I, maybe that's why it doesn't resonate with you as much because i'm like i was eating everything up in adam's family however my choice is beetlejuice and i was like danny elfman you know the score is amazing yeah, the it's song's pretty good classics timeless and how i i guess how i thought of it was if I was going to put one of these movies in a vault that we were see 10, 20, 30 years from now, it would have to be Beetlejuice over Adam's Family because that is, has everything in it, you know? I mean, yeah. Michael Keaton, you would want to show people 30 plus years from now Michael Keaton over Adam's Family. Yeah. Yeah, this one was tough. This I was mean, tough. It, it's still like... I, I know what I'm going to pick, but it just, uh, you know, there, there's so much between the two that just make it yeah. funny and awesome and, and even, you know, memorable and, you know, you can, you can quote both movies and right. there's scenes that stand out that, you know, will almost live forever, right. you know. But yeah, I, I got to pick Beetlejuice too. It's, you know, 
kind of what Freddie's saying is it's a movie that you, you know, almost if somebody says, I've never seen a horror movie, I've never seen a thriller. And it's like, okay, that's a good starter movie for right. somebody to get into like the weird side. Yeah. Because Tim Burton necessarily isn't violent or gory. He has aspects of that. Sleepy Hollow is pretty gory. Yeah. But it's also a movie that, you know, you can show somebody who isn't into thriller or horror and, and, they, can, and they can enjoy it. And my reason for picking these two is we often watch those typical Halloween movies, you know, Freddy, Jason, all those. But I wanted to showcase, hey, there are this other side of Halloween movies that shows hollow like the fun side. It has creepy things, but it's also fun, you know. And it's not like we, you know, pick two movies that weren't horror related, right? Because every hardcore horror fan that I know both love these movies. Oh yeah, you know, if you're a true horror fan, you definitely have watched those at some point, and that's kind of funny because I was that that's that's my next question is going to be: Do you think that these movies are like? Um, this is a stupid joke, but the marijuana of horror movies, the gateway drug, if you will, like a movie that someone like me uh, could watch to maybe like want to seek out all types of different horror movies. But yeah, because honestly, that's how I started, you know, was, you know, yeah, my mom worked in the video store and I, I was seeing Michael and Jason and, you know, all the movie covers, but the first movies I actually watched were these two movies as far as not Power Rangers or Ninja Turtles. They were Beetlejuice and Adam's family. And so I was seeing the blood from Adam's family, but I was seeing the weird cryptic side in Beetlejuice. And, you know, so yeah, I think these are two movies that if somebody wants to, you know, like, oh, I've never really watched horror, but I would like to get into. Those are great starter movies for people to kind of open up a little bit and be saying like there's, there is a lot of horror movies that can be funny. Right. But you know, Michael Keaton is amazing in this. And, you know, this is definitely movies that even people, you know, who aren't really horror fans can enjoy. That's that, what I love about him. That's what I love about Tim Burton, at least at peak Tim Burton, was he would find beautiful things and ugly things, you know, or even scary things. So, I mean, a lot of us are afraid of death, you know. So, like, when he did Corpse Bride, it was more lively when you were dead than in real world, the real world, you know. Even this movie, you know how it just plays with like the couple. You're saying it was they were kind of like dour and boring, but then when they died, I feel like they felt re-energized. You know, they had like a purpose mm. to live now. You know, yeah. so I feel like Tim Burton finds these things in death. You know that it it shouldn't be a scary thought. You know, right. but Beetlejuice does have creepy moments, like the the snake scene when Beetlejuice kind of turned. That's kind of creepy. You know, I remember yeah. being really afraid of that, you know, growing up. Well, I I was always scared of when he goes, oh, you want scary or I can be scary. And but it shows the back of his head. Right. And so I was always want to like, see that. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what he looked like. Yeah. Oh, I saw the, like the tentacles and stuff. Right. And, you know, but the other scene that really creeped me out, too, is when she actually gives in of like, all right, I need your help. And he's like sitting on the house, just kind of chilling, you know. And how he comes up and his arms like roll out, yeah. you know, like I, I always thought Attention that was creepy. Kmart shoppers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, you picked Beetlejuice, but did you pick Beetlejuice just because you knew that was going to win or is that the movie you truly picked? No, it, it's a movie I truly picked. Like I, I, I wanted to pick Adam's family, but I, I, if I, if I picked Adam's family, it would only be because I'm like, because I love the morbid side of that movie, you know, and death and 
but like when I really think about like the movie in itself of how it's made, how it looks, am I entertained? Am I laughing? Am I crying? Am I scared? And am, am I spooked? You know, Beetlejuice, I think not by much. I will just uh, right. get on the Adam's Adam family side. It is a little bit better than Adam's family as far as all those things go. So that, that's why I picked it. Boom. That was really loud. I blew up my ears. Uh, <laughs> first week of Halloween in the books. We have collectively come together in this tribunal to pick Beetlejuice over Adam's Family, unfortunately. Not to say that Adam's Family is a bad movie. No, I. you should watch Adam's Family. It's worth it. Yeah, it's... But if, you know, this Halloween you're like, you know, I'm kind of tired of watching old hockey mask or old Michael Myers face... Uh, or uh, William Shatner faced uh, tall, dumb guys running around. Watch and kill your people. words, sir. Watch your words. I want to see something <laughs> unique that no one thinks about. Watch these two movies because they are a treat. If you're into that, or a trick, <laughs> or a trick. trick. <laughs> that's a uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, find out what we are talking about in our next Halloween-themed spooktacular um, after our shameless plugs. Brandon, where can people find you on Instagram or anywhere else? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Brandon Horror, and you can follow along with my 31 days of Halloween movies that I'm watching, um, and then also on Snapchat. It's actually turned to cinnamon now <laughs> from my drunk alter ego that appears on Snapchat every once in a while. And I am on Facebook, but I don't really use it all that often because I hate Facebook. So that's where you can find me. Freddie, where can I find you? You always tag me on things on Facebook. Well, the, the, when I, the, the, two the, time, time. the two times all a week I look at time. it. I uh, just type in my name in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Freddie Pinon. It's all the same. Can I have your autograph? Nope. <laughs> Only you stand in a line for an hour and ask him to give you a podcast plug. Yeah. If you knew I was, you'd tell me no. Probably we like, discussed that, you. remember? <laughs> uh, you can find anything regarding the show at versuspodcast.com. Email us at versusmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your thoughts, comments uh, of what we talked about. Maybe you hate us. Maybe you agree with us. Uh, leave us a review. Whatever. We'll read it on the show. We will uh, be excited to hear from you, our listeners. Now, that being said, what are we talking about next week for the second half of the Halloween Spooktacular? Brandon, do the honors. (laughs) 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 We are talking about Nightmare on Elm Street versus Candyman, and I am excited for this one because Candyman is very underrated, and it shouldn't be. Uh, I don't even know what Candyman is, so that's how out of the dark I am. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, it, it'll creep you out for sure. That's lovely. I can't yeah. wait to hear that. <laughs> this is Candyman, what, from the 80s? Yeah. 80. No, it's from the 90s. Is it, oh, not 1990. Early, yeah, yeah, 90, yeah 90, 92. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, 92. But it, it real horror fans enjoy it. It packs a punch. But it's it's got some scenes that are pretty... Candyman sounds pretty pleasant, though. Mm. Until That's you see point. him. <laughs> okay. Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Candyman. Okay, stop. <laughs> Is this a, should I watch this movie with the lights on? Let me ask you this. Usually I watch these movies while eating breakfast, uh, spe- specifically pancakes. Should I eat pancakes while watching this movie? If you're going to watch Candyman, don't eat them in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. We're safe on that because I don't think I would anyway. Okay. I do. but uh, So that's it for us this week. Tune in 
uh, in a couple weeks to hear what we have to say about those two movies. And until next time, we will see you later. Peace. Bye-bye.